This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features on our site, totally free, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. We go straight to the phones to Theo on the line, calling from the woods, I guess. Is it is it Theo? Did I get that right? I, I prefer the name Theodore. <laughs> All right, Theodore. What's on your mind tonight? I wanted to answer a question that you posed the other evening about explosive devices. Uh-huh. The question that you posed was that why do the FBI and bomb squads explode these devices if they are meant to be blown up in the first place? Yeah, I was, I've always been confused about that because Mark had a story last night about a mysterious package that was found outside of a Carl's Jr. out west. And uh, the cops, as they always do, they called the bomb squad out and they blew up the mysterious package. It just seems to me if there's something volatile, um, the last thing you'd want to do is blow it up. Well, see, you have to understand the purpose of the thing. You see, there are three main methods of which a uh, incendiary device can do its damage. There is the concussive force, the incendiary damage, and the fragmentation. So concussive uh, force being just like the shock wave that goes out, incendiary being flames, and then frag be, uh, being like uh, fra- uh, fragmentation, things that are sharp that will impale you. Yes, you are correct, sir. And you see, they explode these weapons in order to disable these functions of the bomb. But how? Do, but wait, how does exploding the, the bomb disable the bomb? Well, for example, if you were to think about the fragmentation device, the fragmentation pressure must come from within the device. So if you have another explosive uh, taking apart the weapon in question, the uh, device can no longer fragment in the way that it was intended. Do you ah, understand? Yes, yes, I understand now. But what does that do for the – what about the incendiary issue? How does that fix that? Well, for example, with the incendiary device, most of them rely on a gaseous or a powder form to be dispersed into the surrounding area. And therefore, if you are to achieve a temperature that is hot enough, you can burn up all the fuel for the device before it can reach its incendiary and thus damaging temperatures. And the concussive? And the concussive force works much the same way. Again, it requires an air mixture in order to uh, achieve the force required to tear up those naughty Policeman. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Theo. We appreciate the expertise. 800-259-9231. So it sounds like there are some real physics-based reasons to actually blow up the suspected packages. Well, I, I suspected that from the beginning, that they weren't just blowing up these packages no, for no good reason at and all. And you were right about that. I just wanted to know what the science was. What, what, what were the reasons for this? Because they sure no. as hell... Li- I mean, there's also the added bonus of the bomb squad does get to blow things up. And you know they like that stuff. Oh, well, I mean, who doesn't? Right. Exactly. I mean, who doesn't like to blow things up? I don't know. I guess there's probably some people out there that uh, makes them a little bit nervous blowing things up. They shouldn't uh, go to work for the bomb squad. If you're a, I think I think that males may be a little bit more likely than females to uh, blow things up. Julia, when you were a young lady, a uh, much younger lady, did you in, engage in you know blowing up frogs or mailboxes or random things? 
Random things, yes, but that was more because I hung out with my brother a lot. But I see. Frogs, live so you animals. Watched him, no. You watched him blow things up, or you blew things up yourself? Um, I think I watched him blow things up. I really liked to light things on fire when I was a little kid. I think little. I, I think um, little girls and big girls too really just like to, to watch little boys and big boys do stupid things. <laughs> so they'll just stand around and see what the hell happens. Well, I don't know. I thought it was cool when I was a little girl. I didn't blow up animals and mailboxes. No, I never blew up animals or mailboxes, but my friends and I, we, we did enjoy the occasional fireworks and that right, sort of right. thing. Right, right. Yeah, I did that sort of thing. Which, of course, uh, Independence Day is just around the corner, and I'm sure a lot of people are excited about that and getting stocked up on their fireworks, unless they happen to live in one of those more oppressive states that actually prevents you from buying the in fun which fireworks. Case they drive to the next state over and buy <laughs> yeah. their fireworks and promise that they'll light them off in that state. I'm likely, sure, likely the case. I'm sure inevitably we'll find one of the uh, standard sort of run-of-the-mill Independence Day time articles from the New Hampshire area, which usually outlines how people are smuggling fireworks into uh, the Boston area and the rest of Massachusetts from New Hampshire, and of course the uh, Boston or the New Hampshire, excuse me, the Massachusetts state police don't take too kindly to that sort of thing so we'll keep our eyes open for those uh, stories and of course take your calls about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231 and then i think we should talk to start things out here i think we should start talking about crackdowns um we're, we've got a photography crackdown we want to talk about which is absolutely outrageous but let's go with a more standard crackdown something that people are a little bit more used to at this point a uh, an oppression a restriction upon freedom that people are sort of accepting as normal these days things are getting a little bit worse in the world of smoking bans out in australia of all places tasmania now we'd already known that they they've had a few smoking bans out there just as we do here in the united states but now it's moving out of buildings and moving into cars. Now, you would really think that Tasmania would be one of those sorts of places where you could just do anything. It sounds wild, you right? Could wear, you'd run around in a grass skirt and uh, dance and howl to the moon or do whatever you want. But apparently they have smoking bans in cars now. And I think you've just seen too many Looney Tunes cartoons. That's what I was thinking. Well, I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> according to Those things are sheer genius. According to the voice of Tasmania, genius. police will be able to arrest people smoking in cars in which children were traveling and demand to see concealed cigarettes under tough new proposed state laws. A draft public health amendment bill leaked to the Mercury shows that smoking in cars with children inside would be banned starting next January. Other provisions include a designated officer who suspected a person smoking with children in the car could require anyone who appears over the age of 12 to give their name and address and identify others in the car. That's if the officer suspects you of smoking in the car. So they don't really have to have any evidence of that. They can just pull you over and say, I thought it looked like you had a cigarette to your lips. Give me all your information. The officer could make the driver, quote, open or move anything in the vehicle that's capable of concealing tobacco or tobacco products. Huh. This is now contraband. Yes, it I mean, is. It's really contraband, and they can essentially search your car if they on the premise yeah. that you might have been smoking. Yep. Now I wonder what else is illegal, and I wonder if they'll use this law to find the other things. Gee, I don't think? know, j- marijuana. Yeah, that Just would fit. wondering. Marijuana would fit in a place where a pack of cigarettes would fit for sure. Now any any country that would allow them uh, allow a police officer just pull you over and search your vehicle without any kind of probable cause, whatever. Um, 
probably doesn't have anything like a Fourth Amendment. Like I was we going have, to say, they probably don't. Yeah, yeah, like we have here in the United States. But uh, and likely it, it's no real infringement beyond. I mean, they're they're probably able to pull you over currently and say, I think you might have marijuana in here. I'm going to search. I, I would guess you're right about that. And if uh, if our Aussie listeners are uh, on board tonight, we'd like to hear from you on this at 800-259-9231. But there's more. There's more. Including a police officer might arrest a person or may arrest a person without warrant if they don't comply or they give information the officer believes is false. So he can pull them over based on the fact that he thinks, he suspects they're smoking in a car with, uh, with a child in it. And then if he believes that you're lying, that's good enough to arrest you. Wow. <laughs> Toys or lollies that looks like uh, that look like tobacco or tobacco products would be banned. So no more candy cigarettes in the car, folks. They're banning them. That's correct. They don't even really look like cigarettes. They have colorful wrapping around them, don't they? Um, no, I'm pretty the one the candy cigarettes that I had when I was a kid. They look sort of like cigarettes. Really? I yeah. just the ones that I had when I was a little kid. They were long and they were tube like. They were shaped like cigarettes, but they had like bright green striped. Paper no, I've never them. I've never heard of that. Well, really? that's to keep you from getting pulled over, I guess. Apparently. Now, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't clarify here. It says that toys or lollies that look like tobacco or tobacco products would be banned. I don't know if that means they'd simply be banned from use in cars or banned across Tasmania. I'm well, not sure which. I mean, if from far away, if you've got a lollipop in your mouth and a, a white stick is sticking out of your mouth, that looks like a cigarette, doesn't it? Isn't that pretty much every lollipop on the face of the earth? I suppose you're right about that. That's yeah. why they're canceled. 800-259-9231. But there's a little bit more. Where that came from, we'll share that with you on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Also, we'll tell you about New York's proposed ban on all photography. Welcome to the land of the free. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away, including the updates. Get signed up. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first if you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates. FreeTalkLive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to FreeStateProject.org. That's FreeStateProject.org. We get a couple stories to start the, or to continue in this hour here about intrusive government. You want to talk about intrusive, just look to Tasmania. If you thought the smoking bans in America were bad, and they are, um, there's all kinds of smoking bans from coast to coast in the United States of varying degrees of, I don't know, uh, tyranny, I suppose, or totalitarianism. And they're getting worse. And they are getting worse. But apparently Tasmania is uh, trying to lead the way here with its new regulations that apparently... This is in draft form right now. They're proposed, so this is not official yet, but they are proposing that a police officer can pull you over if he suspects that you are smoking in a car with children in it. Smoking cigarettes. Smoking, well, yeah, smoking something. I'm sure if you have a pipe in your mouth, that's good enough. Uh, But yes, you're not allowed to smoke in a car, or you will not be allowed to smoke in a car, and he can pull you over based on simply having suspicion. He may also search your vehicle for tobacco products. 
simply based on suspicion. If he thought he saw you with a cigarette, that's enough reason to pull you over and then search your car, search all of the areas in which you could hide a cigarette or a pack of cigarettes. So does that mean that you're not allowed to drive with a pack of cigarettes? Because... If children are in the car. So how do you have to go buy cigarettes by yourself? Well, if you don't get pulled over, I suppose if you get pulled over, or excuse me, if you don't get pulled over, then it's okay. But if you get pulled over, then you can be in trouble for having contraband. So then technically, it's contraband. You're not allowed to have cigarettes in the car. An unopened pack of cigarettes in the car with children? I don't, know if, I don't know if there's a uh, law that specifies opened or, or unopened. Well, I, I would know. think that if you had an unopened pack of cigarettes, you'd probably be able to pretty... Uh, pretty safely say I was not smoking in the car. I was just transporting my cigarettes from the store where I can smoke them, perhaps to the home, to my home where I can smoke them. And For now. they're also banning toys or lollipops that resemble tobacco or tobacco products. Uh, in fact, lolly or fruit-flavored or scented cigarettes or papers would also be banned. So apparently they're going to ban rolling papers while they're at it. Retailers would not be able to sell tobacco in plain or small packages... Retailers would not be able to show cigarettes or other products in a display greater than four square meters, three feet per meter, so that's about 12 uh, square feet, in a tobacconist or one square meter in other premises. Hmm. So, wow, that's really restrictive. Yeah. Um, like, if you go to Kmart or Walmart or something like that, there's usually a whole section, wall, right? a, a whole wall behind one of the so cash registers. just cutting down the varieties of cigarettes that um, you can sell? The size. Well, the what, what it is, right? The size of the, well, the display. The size is going to limit. So you can have a, you can have stuff. Can you have stuff behind the counter? Theoretically, you just can't have it on display. On display. So maybe you could have like little signs that show you all the brands that you could buy or something like that. I don't know. Okay. What is Who'd, the point of that? Well, they don't want people to see the cigarettes. I guess the out of sight, out of mind, perhaps as though. The, as though someone with a nicotine addiction is uh, going to forget about their need for cigarettes just because they don't see the display. Ludicrous. And so, so the tobacconist, a, sh- a shop that is dedicated to selling tobacco, will only be able to sell in a 12-square-foot area. <laughs> Just amazing. Uh, let's see. A study published in the Medical Journal of Australia earlier this year showed children exposed to cigarette smoke in cars were more than twice as likely to develop asthma. Surveys and tests of almost 1,500 young teenagers showed that passive smoking in cars had a more devastating effect on respiratory health than smoking in the home. The results supported a national ban on smoking in vehicles containing children. Now, so that's, I guess, where they're going to move towards. It's, it just seems like maybe the Tasmanian government has uh, just kind of jumped on it a little bit quicker than the the entire country of Australia. The move to reduce the size of tobacco displays in shops but not ban them was at the time labeled a cop-out by health groups. One of the health ministers said, quote, Children exposed to smoke inside vehicles have a higher risk of asthma, pneumonia, bronchitis, coughing and wheezing, middle ear infection, and meningocial infection said one of the uh, health ministers. And, of course, as you might imagine, there are a variety of people that are cheering this on. Uh, One of the comments on the article says, I say it's about time. I don't know how effective or proactive the powers of searching a car for tobacco products is, but certainly the other measures sound fantastic. If you need to smoke them, by all means do so, but why should you inflict the byproducts on innocent people who cannot get away with it, or away from it, rather? Well, I guess what um, the question here is not so much someone's right to smoke, but someone's right to to raise their child in the manner that they see fit. Mm. Um, I wonder. I I don't know anything about the laws in Australia. They. um, It it sounds like they 
took the idea of the Fourth Amendment and just tossed that out when they were setting up the Constitution there because uh, it doesn't sound like they've got anything anything like a, a rule against unreasonable search and seizure no, by listening to this, uh, this law that's proposed here. But um, what happens if um, I'm a Scientologist, say, you know, that's my religion, and I decide I don't want to take my kid... To the doctor when they have something wrong, an illness wrong with them. I mean, Ooh, yeah. it's sort of, it, it, there's a parallel here. If I want to expose my kid to smoke, which I would think that, uh, you know, exposing somebody to smoke in an enclosed area like a car is probably, probably not, not so good. good for their health. But what if you believe it's holy smoke and, uh, and that it's Im- imbued with the, the blessings of Jesus? I don't know. I mean, there's certainly people that believe <laughs> that uh, marijuana is holy, um, or yeah. at least claim to, and... Why wouldn't somebody believe that tobacco is? I, I, this is really now. What about what if I feed, what if I want to feed my kids those uh, those colorful uh, sugary cereals in the morning? Yeah, lots of people do that. Sure, you know? they do. Well, this is a, shouldn't indeed. shouldn't the state you shouldn't the Australian authorities be able to kick in your front door, slam you to the floor of your kitchen, slap some cuffs on you, and drag you out because you decided that it was a good idea to to serve colorful sugary breakfast cereal to your child? I mean, it sounds to me like you're setting the kid up for diabetes. You're some kind of monster. I'm glad you brought that up, Mark, because you're really uh, you're really effectively pointing out the slippery slope here. And I think that more children die by being put in the car than die because they were put in the car with somebody smoking. Well, because of car accidents. Car accidents. Yeah. I mean, really, you'd expose your child to a fiery a death in an automobile? That's a daily what risk. What kind of hideous monster are you? Disgusting. 800-259-9231. Lock them up. Never let them leave the house. If you want to chime in on this, uh, if you think this is a good idea, I definitely want to hear from you. But I think, Mark, you're really touching effectively you know, on Most the... accidents happen in the home. It's true. Really, you know, the, the, the safest not car place, accidents. The safest, safest place for a child is in the loving, caring arms of the state. <laughs> the government should raise every child from... As soon as they can... Pull them off of the breast, mm-hmm. hand them over to the state, <laughs> and you know, really, these these bureaucrats that are making these rules, they know far, far better what's good for our children than we do. Is that satire, Mark? Do I detect a, a hint God, of it's sarcasm? It's disgusting. These these people. What do they think they're doing? Well, they think they know best. You're right. They and they would like to control your life, and it's pretty sick stuff. It is a dangerous, slippery slope. And I think, Mark, I don't even know if we need to comment any further. I think you did a brilliant job pointing out. Brilliant. That does describe me. uh, You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. The New York City photography ban is coming up. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features, totally free, including live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. 
org. Now, you know what? I think we should address the smoking in cars issue just a little bit further. Uh, Tasmania in Australia is looking at some very restrictive rules, uh, some very restrictive laws. They're, they're looking at passing that could make it so police officers can pull people over simply based on the suspicion that they think that the driver is smoking with a child in the car. They can then search the car, uh, all kinds of uh, very um, tyrannical restrictions. And people are going to hear us taking a position on this and say, well, what, you guys want parents to smoke with their kids in the car? This is not, this could not possibly be a good thing. You guys are in support of this? And I, I want to point out that, no, I don't think it's necessarily a good idea, but I can tell you one thing that is a worse idea, and that is arresting a young child's parents, especially in front of that young child, and uh, and taking the children out of the hands of their parents and putting them in a foster home or in a state orphanage or whatever. Well, you know... Um I think most people want to be able to raise their kid the way they want to be able to raise their kid. Whether they want to be able to let their child watch television as you know a form of entertainment to keep them out of their hair for a little while, whether they want to feed them sugary foods or perhaps fatty foods, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with um, feeding a, a child a, a, ham, a cheeseburger. I probably wouldn't um, feed my kid fruity pebbles, mm-hmm. although I do eat them. <laughs> but um, you know, as I, I mean, say, not as I do, son. I, I'm just telling you. You know, that's that's how my dad was with smoking. What can I tell you? Um, I wouldn't smoke in the car with my child. That that wouldn't be my particular choice. But I um, another choice that I'm likely to make with my child that some people may not support is um, I'm not going to get them vac- my child vaccinated. Mm. I wouldn't do that. Because I think that there's some health dangers to uh, vaccinations, and I'm simply not going to do it. Now, would you support forcing me to get a vaccination? Would you? And, and if that's the case, then why? What if there were um, 51% of the people out there thought like I did, and we said, no, vaccinations should be eliminated from the face of the earth? I mean, hmm. is the majority correct? No, not necessarily. I work with a man who takes his 10-year-old son shooting I imagine some people would definitely not be okay with that. Yeah, I imagine you're right about that. So again, every set of parents has the their own idea for how children should be raised. And, and if those parents want to continue raising their children the way they feel is correct, they should be against legislation like this. Absolutely, because this is a slippery slope, and if this goes through and they are allowed to control what you can do in your car with your kids, it's just a matter of degrees before they're invading your home with all sorts of oppressive regulations, as you uh, proffered earlier, Mark, the idea about restricting the types of cereal that your kids can eat or, or very severely restricting their diets just in general. I mean, we're not far away from that today, and that's kind of a scary future. I'm not interested in having bureaucrats uh, decide for me as a parent what my kids can and can't eat because then inevitably once they start laying down all the rules for kids i mean if we if we keep going on this path which inevitably government will do because government gets bigger government gets more intrusive and more oppressive as time goes on so let's say that uh let's say that they lay down these smoking regulations and then they lay down the cereal regulation and then they lay down the no fat regulation well, they've and- already laid down the uh no trans fat regulation in a Some lot places. of places. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so they start putting all these regulations on what your kids can eat. 
Well, then how far are we away from them deciding what you as an adult can eat? How far is that? I mean, if, if once, they've, once they've cracked down and said that, well, your kids have to eat this and this and this, mm-hmm. and they have to do 30 minutes of exercise every day, but now we don't want your mom and dad to look like they're bad examples, so we need you guys to start doing 30 minutes of exercise every single day, and yep. we'll be sending our exercise squads around to people check on can, you. People can get hurt doing exercise. It has to be low-impact aerobics. Well, I'm sure they'll argue forever over I'm sure what they the, uh, the curriculum will be for that. But this is so this is such micromanagement, and it's what government really wants to do. And yeah. they need to be stopped. They need to be uh, rebuffed at every turn. But most people aren't going to do that. Because most people are going to kind sit of people, back and take it. The kind of people that get themselves into government are activists, generally. People mm-hmm. that really, really know what's best for you. Whether it's um, so they think. what kind of renewable power uh, energy you should be using in mm-hmm. your home, what kind of foods you should be eating, who should be smoking where, uh, you know, whatever kind of safety measure it is that they want to take care of everybody with. These people are sick, and they want to control your lives. Yes, they do, and they're doing their damn best, uh, damn well best to do it. Now, again, these these sorts of regulations need to be rejected. They need to be refused. They need to be disobeyed. But will people do that? Probably not. No. Well, I think that part of that is there's been so many smoking regulations now. They're sort of getting used to it, and I feel often when I talk to smokers, it's almost like they feel a little guilty for smoking because mm-hmm. now it's it's sort of assumed that smoking is so terrible and they sort of they they like to comply because they feel like they sort of they shouldn't be bothering anybody with their smoke and it's kind of sad well, they, yeah, there are those smokers that feel like they can't quit on their own, so if a law is passed, that will help them quit or something like that. And that's the mentality. It's disturbed. Um, that, you know, if you've got a problem, you need to have the courage on your own and the strength to quit it on, you know, to solve that problem on your own. And Please don't look to the lawmakers. Right. And if you so want weak. to solve it on your own, you if you want it bad enough, you will do it. All it takes is willpower. Right, and I'd like to propose a solution for the parents smoking in cars, because we can sit here and argue against the state's laws all day long. But what about the very real problem of parents smoking in cars? Is there a way, without the involvement of the government, that we could help encourage people to not do this sort of thing? I would say that uh, ostracism would be the way to go about it. Uh, that's really all you should have in your repertoire. As far as, as, far as influencing other people's behavior... Ostracism should be just about it. You can make suggestions to people, and if they don't follow your suggestions, then you can just simply tell them, you know what, Mark, um, little Billy used to really enjoy playing with your son Sam, but now that I've seen that you're smoking in your car and you refuse to stop putting Sam in danger like that, I'm just not going to ever bring Billy by, uh, Billy by here again until you, you stop that behavior. Well, you and Billy can sit, p- pound salt in your butts. How's that? We'll Bye-bye. find someone else to play Bye-bye. with. Bye-bye. Right, but then if everybody else, see, but if everyone <laughs> right. feels Correct. this way, if most people feel this way and there's 5% of the people that are smoking cigarettes in their cars, then the kids, I mean, there's going to be some serious social pressure put on you to make you want to not smoke in the car because you don't want your kid to be a loner. You want your kid to go out and play with the other kids. And Otherwise, so, they'll be hanging around the house all the time with you. Yeah, exactly. So I think there are some ways that people can be influenced, but we don't need to be threatening them. We don't need to be waving guns in parents' faces and making demands of them. Can't we just be a little more creative than that, please? 
My parents both quit smoking when I was very young because I went to government schools and I heard all the secondhand smoke propaganda and immediately went home, my brother and I, and, and talked about how awful it was. And they both quit within a few months. There you go. Voluntary methods. Let's. Huh? I tell you, it's difficult for a, a couple to quit. Once you get two smokers together, it is tough. My mom quit first, and my dad would sneak outside and smoke, and it <laughs> bothered me because I knew that he was smoking because I could smell it. <laughs> but he eventually quit. It took him a little longer, but they both did. Let's talk to Tom in New Hampshire. To the phones, to the fun. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I couldn't help noticing that when I was a member of the New Hampshire legislature, they had so many drug addicts in there. They had a designated room directly behind the house chamber where they could go and puff away and feed their addiction to the harmful drug of their choice. I think it, yeah. it, that shortly that will be the only uh, indoor sort of uh, public place that uh, a person will be able to smoke in the entire state, right? And, well, I believe they closed that one out since then, but the thing is, meanwhile... No, I, think they, I think they still have the smoking room in the, well, the well, they, I'm, I'm not sure, but they do have uh, a state law that forbids employers to fire people that are smokers. And when Ooh. you when you sue the employer because you got fired because you smoke off the job, then uh, you get your job back, and they call that employment at will. That's going on in New Hampshire? Yes. Ugh, that's awful news. Tom, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Employers should be able to fire you for whatever flipping reason they want to. It's their damn business. They should be able to make those decisions. And if you don't like it, you should just go somewhere else. And uh, more's on the way. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site are totally free, but we do ask you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the program. It'll take you less than three bucks a month. That's all that we're asking for. And we're just, we're just asking you. See, those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. We give it all away up front, and we say if you want to support us, then help us out. Uh, amp.freetalklive.com is a place to get signed up. Learn about all the details of the program, how we're spending the money, because we don't spend it on paychecks. It turns right around into advertising the show to get the program on more radio stations across the country and thereby spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. And you'll get perks like access to the AMP-only forum and AMP-only call-in line as well as uh, chat room and more. All the details at amp.freetalklive.com as we go to the phones to the fun. It is Matt in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amplifier line. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. How are you tonight? Great. What's on your mind? Well, uh, first off, I quit smoking cold turkey 11 years ago. Congratulations. And that's because it cost too much. Was it? Was that the first time you had tried to quit smoking? No, it was about the third time. It was about the third time? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, just, it's different for everybody, you know? Yeah, yes, it is. Uh, I wanted to revisit the uh, Gennaro Wilson case. You guys were talking about it last night. And okay. um, I was reading a uh, speech that's... Uh, the, one of the legislators, legislators in Georgia gave, talking about, uh, he was supporting the, the prosecutor, and he was talking about what had happened that night. And it seemed to me that the guy was misrepresenting a lot. Okay. Well, one of the things that, that happened is that there was more than one person. There was more than one man, one boy at that uh, party. That's correct. They all got in trouble. 
and they're all sitting in jail. Uh, but four of them, I think, took plea deals. Oh. And there was a, a girl that claimed that she had gotten raped. And three of these um, gentlemen were uh, convicted of sexual battery. Really? And they're sitting in jail, too. And um, this girl had gotten drunk. And so they said that she couldn't consent because she was drunk. And uh, I guess because Julia's there, too, I want to know, how true do you think that is? I mean, the girl went there. She got drunk. Nobody forced her to drink. Are you asking me my opinion? I'm asking, yeah. I'm asking you, especially you as a woman, because, you know, this is meant to to um, to protect women. Right. But shouldn't she take some responsibility for keeping her drinking in check? I mean, she had drank to the point where she was getting sick. Absolutely. And, now, and now this this same girl that had um you know now she was how old fourteen fifteen fifteen at the fifteen time. years old she had um gotten drunk to the point that uh, at a party she was she was sick now she can um she couldn't give her consent because she was drunk but she was still quote unquote sober enough to fillet this young man is that correct this that that's a different girl there was two girls at the party I see there's another girl involved okay right. I just wanted to be be clear on what we were talking about well and and the the girl that got sick. She was locked in a bathroom. One of the boys locked her in a bathroom, and he got convicted of false imprisonment. And and that's wow. kind of you know that's kind of iffy too. But um, look, either but, she but was Ed, either see. she was too young to consent, or you know too drunk to consent um, to something. Um, in which case, she needed to be locked in the bathroom because she's too drunk to be able to consent to anything. Not only is she too drunk to consent to sex, she's too drunk to consent to be able to walk around, right? I mean, she's responsible for her actions, or she's not. Right. I, I've been in situations not exactly the same, but as a young teenager, I've been in similar situations. And I can say that when I was drinking, I I might do some things that I wouldn't exactly normally do. Um, but, but isn't I, that the reason you got drunk? Right. Did, didn't I knew you know that in advance? Yeah, I knew exactly what I was doing when I was drunk, and the next day I might have been like, man, I probably wouldn't have done that if I wasn't drunk. Sure. But I, I think knew that that's, exactly, that's true for every sex. Yeah, um, for I knew exactly what I was doing, and I definitely consented to everything that I did whenever something like that happened, for sure. How did these uh, girls end up at this party? I mean, where were their parents? Well, that I, I don't well, know. Um, I always I just, wonder about these things. I mean, my parents were sleeping at home when I would go out and do these sorts of things. Well, I, when I was 15 years old, I wasn't getting away. Hmm, I used to sneak out my window. <laughs> I used to live. Uh, I used to live 20 miles from civilization. Oh, yeah, well, that'll do it. That'll yeah. do it. Yeah. I'm just saying, there's steps that one can take if one wants one's kids uh, safe and away from uh, bad uh, influences. There are things you can do. Right. So. Yeah. So, Matt, you're saying there were two girls at the party, and one of them said it was not consensual, while the other one said it was consensual? One of them that was claimed to have been raped, and this is all caught on tape, too, so I, don't, I didn't see the tape, but I'm, I'm right. just, this is what I know about the case. Um, she, she, Janelle Wilson was found, that, that charge was dropped. The rape so charge? Apparently, yeah, so apparently that charge wasn't going to stick. But these other kids, they took plea deals mm-hmm. so that they weren't facing the kind of time 
that Gennaro Wilson got. So that's why Gennaro made the news, and we haven't heard one peep about these other guys until your phone call, because Gennaro pled not guilty. He truly believed that what he did was um, a consensual act, and that spending time in jail for such a thing is outrageous, and I would agree with him on that. That is correct, and that's exactly what happened. And now they're trying to get Gennaro Wilson to take a, a plea deal to shut him up. Really, I had not heard that yet. I did not know that. I knew that they were uh, they were looking at overturning the sentence, and that was going back up to the I guess the appeals court. But I didn't know they I didn't know they could offer him a plea after the fact. You can, yeah, you, they offered him a plea deal. Uh, five years he would serve instead of ten, and he wouldn't have to register as a sex offender. Hmm. You know, it's a real shame because the laws, the way they're set up today, they set. It they set they're set up so that females can pretty much always win these sorts of cases. Pretty much, yeah. So you have young females who, may, for example, maybe they had a boyfriend, they had consensual sex, then they break up with the boyfriend, and they take the opportunity to get revenge. Stick it to him. Yeah, and and get him with statutory rape or whatever. Or better yet, you could use it as a, as leverage against him to get things from him. Right. Like and you money. know, uh, some people would say, oh. A young girl would never do that. Well, yes, I've got they a story. Would. And uh, Matt, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. A friend of mine. Um, this was while I was in prison. A friend of mine had uh, was getting visited by this girl, and you know this this sort of thing went on all all the time. You know, conjugal visit. No, heck, heck there's no such thing. <laughs> this, this, conjugal visits are a lie. That's a myth. I, uh, they may very well exist in some states. They certainly did not exist in Florida. <laughs> okay. Um, no, this was just a visit in the visiting park. Visit, and, visit um, got it. You know. Guys would write back and forth with uh, letters with girls and that kind of thing. And uh, this this girl showed up, and, and my friend was, I think it was his second or third visit with her, and he just wasn't that interested in her. She was a, a large woman, and, okay. um, you know, he, he just, I, he would get the, the, the sort of pleasure, and he did, out of just sort of telling her off. Hey, really? Get the hell out of here! You're fat. Leave me alone. <laughs> and, and he's, you know, I'm not saying he's a nice guy. Wait, he told her that before, and she she kept coming back no, to no, see no. him. No, no, no. This was the the last visit. Oh, okay. But um, you, you know, that's the kind of guy he is. Uh, I I don't know why, and that's just how he is. And um, he, what she did was she left and did something very mean too. But just understand that lies can happen. Um, she left the visiting park, went and found the lieutenant on duty, set, told the lieutenant that uh, my friend had asked her to bring marijuana in. Now, I oh can boy. assure you, I can. Assu- I will bet anything you'd like that my did friend not. did not ask her to bring marijuana in. Right. He simply would not have done it. He's not interested. How would she have been able to pull that off anyway? I mean, right. And, and the, the fact that a visitor. asking wouldn't, wouldn't have, is not a you know, punishable offense anyway. Um, but she told the lieutenant that, and the lieutenant came back and uh, uh, talked to my friend and, about it and, you know, just kind of chatted with him. Probably was feeling him out, but he didn't think it was very likely. You know, uh, my friend was working at the chaplain's office at the time. And, right. You know, not that that's any kind of indication. Everybody knows you get marijuana from the guards, not the visitors. Um, you, get for, you get it from anybody who comes in from the outside. <laughs> but uh, it happened. I, mean, I, I watched it happen. So I know that Sometimes people can be scorned and they'll tell lies. Yes. Right. Well, especially when the girls know that the system leans in their favor and, and they know it, they have that power. What happens when they start feeling bad about it? Oh, my God, he's going to 10 years or whatever. Too late, though. At right. that point, the charges have been filed. Right. And now she's scared that she's going to get in tr- um, trouble and get go to jail for having filed a false arrest report. Mm. Yep. Now she's facing time. You know, once the state's involved, man, it's a big mess. Which it shouldn't be like that. If if it's between two people and one person brings charges upon another person and then they decide to drop the charges, that should be it. It should be done with. But the state gets involved and all of a sudden it's the state versus the offender. 
Yep, it's a mess. 800-259-9231. We've got more about uh, sexual issues on the way. I believe, Mark, you've got an incest story. And speaking of consent... Now, the Janerlo Wilson case is a 17-year-old having uh, oral sex or an oral giving, having, receiving oral sex from a 15-year-old. And so one could say, well, they're both underage, so therefore they can both consent together. But what about when you're dealing with, oh, I don't know, a 40-year-old doctor and 15-year-old boys? We'll talk about that coming up. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Hour 2 on the way. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll free at 800 259 9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line for you. 1 800 259 9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those. That's freetalklive.com. It is Ian here with you, by the way. And Julia. And Mark. All right, let's roll right into the phone calls. Start things out with Eric in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Eric? Hi, all. Hey, what's uh, I was mind? wondering if you guys think that there's such a thing as an age of reason. An age of reason? What do you mean by that? Uh, a certain age at which you can function as an adult and make adult decisions. I don't think legally. there's any specific age set in stone. I think that uh, it's probably likely sometime around or there, sometime after puberty, but I think it's it's different for every individual. It's whenever that person thinks they're, they're ready to uh, function as an adult, in my opinion. And you guys are welcome to chime in. Well, I'm kind of torn on it. Um... I've I've read stories. Uh, you know, people have sent me emails where they were driving their cars out in uh, Missouri or Iowa or whatever when they were twelve. Um, there was nobody on the road, likely there were, weren't very many people around, but they were driving um, pretty commonly. I know I drove my uh, dad's uh, Cutlass. I would drive it from. And we had quite a piece piece of property, and I would drive it, drive it from the road to the house. Uh, well, every evening he would let me do it. Julia, age of reason. Um, I, I'm of the belief that age is just a number that we've sort of assigned uh, to people, and we've sort of set up the system, and I'm we a little have b- agents, or ages, and, and there's some, I mean, there's something to it, I guess, but I think that's more due to government schools and the way that people are raised, like they sort of hit certain, certain, uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Well, last week we talked about how government sort of has a system set up to keep kids uh, childlike for as long as possible. Right. And so that may make people believe that that age should be higher when, in fact, it could be much right. lower um, if we actually had more of a free market system. Does that answer your question, Eric? Yes, it does. Yeah. I think I'm a little um, better with competency tests. I, li- I like that idea a little more. Although the government issuing a competency test is really ludicrous. What uh, What do you think, what, what does the government know about competency? I think it's different for everyone. I mean, there's some people that I think are able to make adult decisions at the age of 14, and I think there's some people that are never able to make adult decisions. I'm, I'm completely with you. Thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Let's go to Dick in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dick. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Great. What's on your mind? Well, I'm watching the webcam right now, and I was basically just wondering if Mark could take off his shirt. <laughs> I don't I think that's really going to do anybody that. any good. There's, there's lighting in here, and then it'll splash off my very white chest. That's a good point. Thanks, Dick. Appreciate the call. But, hey, I, you know, we don't mention the webcam very often. It's there. It's online. Uh, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com and see it for yourself. 
why you'd want to, I, I'm not sure. But it's there. It's, uh, it's not very exciting. No, no, it's not. But no, anyway. It, it's, it's hard to even see anything. It's, it's basically the size of a postage stamp, and it's just us, you know. So To the phones, to Johnson on the amplifier line. You're in Connecticut. Hello there. Hey, hey. What's up? Uh, just wanted to call in and uh, say um, some stuff about what's going on with the uh, store. Okay. Well, I got in the uh, the MP3 players, and uh, they look pretty good. They look phenomenal. Oh, neat. Um, yes, but do they work phenomenally? They do indeed. Now, I want, the thing that I want to say about the MP3 players is they are ridiculously Chinese. Um, What's that mean? It, okay. Have you ever seen, like, where you go to a place and you, you have, like, if you, have you ever been to an Asian market, for example, Mark? I have been to an a- Asian market, yes. Okay. You know how you kind of see uh, a product, right? You see, like, a, an American product, and you see a Chinese product, and the Chinese product just has a Chinese look to it. No. <laughs> you, you've never seen that. Well, an Asian market, you, generally, they just sell food, right? Uh, yeah, in general, but I mean, the, the, just the packaging, the, uh, I'm talking about packaging um, in general. I don't guess I really know what you're talking about now. Okay, well, uh, for an ex- example or an explanation of what I'm talking about, I guess people could go to English.com. <laughs> That's a is, great site. It is. It's <laughs> some funny crap. <laughs> it's uh, spelled it's, uh, E-N-G-R-I-S-H. Uh, it just shows examples of packaging. Now, there isn't exactly uh, samples of English on this, on this product, but, well, there's some sample songs that got included uh, with the, uh, the MP3 player. I didn't ask for them to freeload songs, but in retrospect, it's a very good thing that they're there. Um, just to sort of be able to test the player as you're sort of taking it out of the box and, you know, uh, kind of looking at it. But the big news update um, that I want to talk about is something that happened that's a little unfortunate, um, and that is that... uh, By the way, I'd like to say I'm proud to support uh, Chinese factory labor with our (laughs) Free Talk Live MP3 player. Thank goodness. We're, We're helping give people jobs over there. Yep, absolutely. All right, what were you, what was, what has happened? There was a mistake? There was a mistake in ordering actually by the American <laughs> at the uh, company who I was uh, initially placing this order with um, that the FM tuners are not going to be included with this. Oh, oh man. that's a bummer. Yeah, it's really a bummer. However, um, I had sort of gone ahead and I, I had made an improvement to these. So some other things will be included. So we're hoping that the improvements will counteract anybody who's disappointed about the FM tuner. Right, absolutely. And if people are, you know, a little disappointed, they can contact me and, you know, we, we'll talk it over. Um, but essentially, um, what I've included now is obviously I didn't, you know, I wasn't comfortable just sort of sending these MP3 players loose. Um, they could have come bulk in other words, just probably like in a plastic bag with the MP3 player. Yeah. I didn't like that idea, so I got a a package. I got packaging. And that's sort of a lot of what makes this thing look really Chinese, <laughs> is just it's like, hello, happy fun time package. It's very, <laughs> uh, very retro-looking, this magnetic box, um, which is actually pretty cool. You could actually probably cover the magnetic box with whatever you want, like print something out. and A you magnetic know. box? Yeah, it's a little. It's a cardboard magnetic box. So I've never really heard seals. of such a thing. It, it, it yeah. stays sealed with magnets. Right. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. It's a and, little like box of snapshot, and it's got a little. Can you uh, stick plastic. it to the undercarriage of your car? Is it that magnetic? What are we talking about? Uh, 
I wouldn't do that. But you've got. <laughs> wait, hold on a second, Johnson. There's got to be something else. I mean, because a magnetic box doesn't exactly replace FM tuner functionality. Oh, no, 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 no. This is just nice because it protects your product on the way. Yeah. Um, but also uh, included in that box is an extender cable. Um, it's a it's a USB extension cable. So in Ooh. other words. Um, Initially, the device would have just come, and you would have had to plug the drive directly into whatever your USB port was. Right. Well, now there's a little extension cable, so you can plug it into the extension cable. It makes things a little easier to get there. It's a three-foot extension cable. Nice. And you don't actually have to use that for your MP3 player if you have like a if you already have a uh, digital camera or something. Sure. Yeah, if you have a digital camera, you can use that. Or if you have, for example, a like a, a USB hub in your MP3 drive can go in there. Maybe you have another device that you want to plug in the back. That's of your a nice little bit off. of uh, that's a nice a little bit of extra value because uh, last time I looked, USB cables were not cheap at the store. Right. And they're like twenty yeah. bucks for six feet, so that's like ten dollar value right there. That's pretty good. And the, the other thing that makes me have this think that this thing has a very Chinese feel to it is the headphones. Um, Which, by the way, I wasn't expecting at all. I thought that we were getting bare bones, just the MP3 player. I was actually surprised to find out that they even came with headphones. So that's well, kind of cool. Yeah, initially we sort of were, but I, I've sort of I sort of upgraded it a little bit. Um, now, what we're getting as far as the headphones are, and these are really interesting. And again, it's something that I feel is very Chinese. It's got a rope loop that you can put around your neck, right? Sort of like a a badge that you would wear at a convention, right? It's kind of got this rope loop. And the headphones actually come off. Each little headphone, uh, like sort of string, comes off the side of this lanyard-like loop, right? And at the bottom of the lanyard is a detachable clip that you can sort of loop into the metal ring on the top of the MP3 player. So the MP3 player has headphones that you can put around your neck that self-support the MP3 player. That sounds interesting. I'm not quite sure what that would look like. Maybe we should get a picture up on the website when you get a chance yeah, on that one. Yeah, yeah, I will do that. It's, but what else did you have to odd, share? You're short on time, Johnson. What else? Um, that's, that's, I think, as far as that, I mean, everything else has pretty much come in. The sweatshirts look absolutely phenomenal. Great. Uh, you know, so all the products are, you know, for the most part, in, there's a little bit going to be a little bit of delay on the um, knit beanies. Actually, I've got a little bit more. Can you hold me over? Just all right, hold on. This extended infomercial here. 800-259-9231. Mark's rolling his eyes at this. Why are you rolling your eyes? People are excited, Mark. Maybe People they are. People are excited about their new products. They've been waiting for months to get in here. Some are. Some are. 800-259-9231. If they're not excited, they haven't been to our store, and they haven't looked at our inventory to see what kind of cool things we have for sale, which you can do that at store.freetalklive.com. More on the way, your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features on our site are totally free, and some of those features include archives and entire year's worth of the show. Front page for your downloading convenience at freetalklive.com. And, of course, so we invite you to our store, which Johnson, the store manager, is on the line, sort of giving us an update here, because the way the store typically works is we have a pre-order phase when we are introducing brand new products, and we introduced a number of brand new products, uh, including, let's see, we had two different styles of hooded sweatshirts, uh, which you say uh, have come in now, Johnson, and they look fantastic, yes? Yeah, they look absolutely fantastic. Uh, The quality of the T-shirts 
is only surpassed by the quality of these sweatshirts. Wow, very nice. Uh, and people so, have yeah. really raved about the quality of the items so far. Uh, I wish it were colder out so that I could wear one of these sweatshirts right now. <laughs> all in good time. It's uh, it's all in good time here. So I'm sure a number of our listeners are going to be happy to have them for the beginning of uh, of the wintertime, and uh, you're going to be shipping them here shortly. But what are, what were some of the other items that you wanted to focus on here, Johnson? Uh, I just really quickly wanted to say, unfortunately, um, that there are a couple products that are in the mail from the manufacturer to me. I have not yet received yet. That is the women's shirts and the um, marketeer uh, shirts, as well as the um, there are some woven beanies, which is a new style of beanie that I also have not yet received. And the the uh, the shirt products should be in, um, you know, they're they're in the mail. They should be in on Monday. The woven beanies. Well, unfortunately for that person, there's only one person who has thus placed an order for one of those, and that person's order is going to be delayed probably about a week. I'm going to talk to that person personally and see how, how I want to handle that. But, well, that's good customer service, and that's what yeah. we're all about at Free Talk, at the Free Talk Live store. But actually, another thing that I wanted to bring up, this is a sort of a, a subversive reason for why I wanted you to, uh, you to hold me over. Um, and I wanted to bring up, uh, on a totally separate note, I just watched a movie recently called This Film Is Not Yet Rated. Okay that could not be put into wide release because of the MPAA. Really? This movie was released special uh, on Netflix and through the BBC, um, and the movie is all about how the rating system works through the MPAA and how uh, movies are sort of banned from being displayed in certain theaters and certain areas of the country. Hmm. and. Wow, is it a good movie. And, you know, if, if people are out there who are sort of into um, conspiracy theory movies, I would definitely invite them, not only them, but anyone, uh, to see this movie and sort of see what a real documentary looks like with real evidence and real actual, uh, you know, people who are doing research and really... Yeah, are you trying to juxtapose this against Michael Moore? Is that what you're doing? Sure, juxtapose it against Michael Moore or juxtapose it against uh, a film by, say, Alex Jones. Gotcha. Um, you know, people who are sort of uh, sensationalizing things. I mean, I also saw Farron hype 9-11 very recently, so that, you know, another juxtaposition. But this movie was absolutely incredible. So I mean, why did the movie as... not get um, a major release? Because the, uh, what, what, the Motion Picture uh, Association of America wouldn't rate it? They would only give it the rating of NC-17. Hold, uh, were there naked people in it? No. Was there, like, there illicit were, drug there use? There are naked people in the movie, but they're all censored. <laughs> So there's no good reason why they censored this movie? Well, except for the sake of censorship. Well, one of the things that they did in this movie is, for example, the MPAA has been, uh, they've kept the identities of the Raiders secret. It's a secret organization. Really? Uh, yeah. The, those names are not meant to be public. This movie exposes every single one of them. Wow. They had a private investigator go and look up each one of those people and, awesome. and reveal their names. And it reveals... Who those people on that board are who are supposed to be average family members and who the people on the Board of Appeals are. And wow, is it ever interesting. So it, what's the conspiracy? I mean, for those that aren't going to take the time to go out there and, and look at it, what's, um, what would you say about that? Well, for example, the, uh, the Board of Appeals, uh, I mean, just to, to list some stuff, I mean, I, I would absolutely recommend that people go see this um, or, or rent it. But... Uh, as far as the Board of Appeals goes for this thing, um, and as far as the MPAA is concerned, that's supposed to be this body of people uh, that is supposed to 
not be influenced and it's supposed to be just generally, uh, you know, uh, the average American parent, which mm. is sort of a fiction in and of itself, um, the average American parent with average American values, which are, again, a fiction, yeah, what's that mean? Uh, are supposed to be determining this rating system. Well, it turns out that these people are actually directly influenced by the movie studios and that there's a huge difference, and they sort of do comparisons between uh, gay and straight scenes in movies, and they do a sort of comparison between um, independent studio scenes and major Hollywood movie scenes and what gets accepted and what passes as far as ratings are concerned. And, you know, it, the movie... I, I mean, Sorry, wait, 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 slow down. Are they more strict with independence than they are with the Hollywood films? Oh, absolutely. Interesting. Oh, absolutely. And it's amazing when they do the juxtapositions. And... You know, now that I think about it, yeah, absolutely, there is some racy stuff in this. So, What's the movie called again? This movie, or this film, is not yet rated. This film is not yet rated, and it's available Netflix, presumably Blockbuster has it as well? I would assume that they have it. I'm not really sure, because it's, it says right at the beginning of the movie that it's available through special release or through, uh, you know, with special thanks to the BBC and Netflix. So I don't know. Interesting. You know? I, I would assume so. Thank but you for uh, bringing know. that to our attention, and keep up the good work on the store. Everybody can go there and uh, shop at store.freetalklive.com. Sounds like the products are about ready to ship. You ship some of them today, right? Uh, I am. Well, I'm ship getting ready. I'm packing them all up today, and I'm going over to uh, our shipping place tomorrow so that I hopefully can have uh, some tracking numbers to people uh, tomorrow night so that they can uh, go out on Monday. I, I doubt they're going to ship on Saturday, but uh, yeah, I guess they will go out Monday. No, but I'll get I'll get the track. Actually, that's sort of my goal is so that I can get all the tracking numbers on Saturday, so that everybody will have their tracking number as they go out at right at the beginning of the week, and you can watch the package the entire way. Because if I were to try and send them out today, I wouldn't be able to process everyone's tracking numbers, and some people would probably get their package before they even get the tracking number. Very so. good, Johnson. I just checked it out. By the way, the, uh, this film is not yet rated. is actually not available through Blockbuster, which kind of irritates me because that's what the uh, services that I'm signed up for, but it is available on Torrent, so somebody could go and download it. <laughs> well, Thanks. I'm sure they'd want you to see it. So. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you. Okay. 800-259-9231. Yeah, you can get out of Pirate Bay, too. I always get kind of nervous, you know, when the, the new products come out, because when we're dealing with, with getting new products in for the store... We don't get to see the products in advance, so we want to make sure that we've got the highest quality products for our listeners, because we don't want to sell them crap. We don't any, we don't want anybody to be disappointed. You know, oh, I paid you know thirty bucks for this hat or whatever it is we're charging for those, and then have it just be flimsy and chintzy. Right. Um, but you know, you don't really know until you actually get the products in your hand. Once it is they've the been, moment of truth. Right. Yeah, once they've been manufactured, and luckily we've we've done fairly well so far, getting really high quality merchandise. I'm really looking forward. To the sweatshirt, the hooded sweatshirt. The yes. Zip up one, or are you going to get the one? I got the pullover. Pull I hate zip up sweaters. I like zip up stuff. There you go. Two sizes or two styles will fit. Reminds me, of Mr. Rogers. Won't you be? <laughs> Please, won't you be? Maybe that's where you should go with your television show, Mark. I know Mark is uh, he's thinking about bailing out on his TV show at this point, though. I think we've managed to convince him to do it every other week, and then Julia's going to take over. But maybe you should do like a kids show. How's that sound? I, I really don't know. <laughs> don't like. I, I can't imagine. I, I don't want to read children's literature and talk to kids, have them all sitting around or something. <laughs> you can take control of the airwaves toll free at 800-259-9231. New York's photography ban and well, let's see. I think we still got incest to talk about and so much more. Take your calls as well. It's Free Talk Live. 
Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away, so do enjoy those on us. And some of those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Live.com. Talk to you real quick about SACL CAI. Instead of reading their uh, ad today, I'd really like to just say, look, these guys care about liberty. They love Free Talk Live. And to boot, they're nice people. If you know somebody who works at a bank or a medical facility or someplace that needs uh, collections work or accounts receivable, have them call SACL CAI. Their number's 800 544-6359. That's 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. As we go to the phones, to the fun, Josh in California, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Josh. Hey, how's it going? Great. What's on your mind? Uh, basically, um, I think it, it's really good that Johnson bring up the, the movie industry. Yeah. But basically, it's it's no surprise how, how um, businesses like entertainment work like this. I mean, record record company do the same thing, is that if you're not in, you're not in. What, what, so, okay. So wait, what what do you mean by that? You're, if you're not the rich people that are already in the industry, it's hard for a little guy to try to get in. That's true, but the, in the record world, they don't have a uh, a ratings board set up to try to you know uh, put to but keep. They you have out. the RIAA that rips off artists. Well, yeah, that much is true, but you know the RIAA is sort of in its death throes. They're thrashing uh, around Thanks trying. To the internet. Exactly. Thanks to the Internet. The Internet's allowing artists to directly connect uh, with listeners, and I think that's a great thing. Yeah, and I think this is this brings me up to a good juxtaposition. What's that word? Juxtaposition. juxtaposition. Yeah, of Robert Greenwald versus Al Gore. The different ways they marketed their, their um, movies just made the big difference of who got their message through and who was just trying to profit and failed. I don't really know much about that. Who's Robert Gre- uh, Greenwald? He's the guy that made Unconstitutional and uh, Walmart, high cost of low prices. And you're saying that he was more or less effective than Al Gore? Well, way more effective, even though I don't agree with the message he's spreading, but at least I think he's very smart in how to market it. Gotcha. Very good. Thanks for the call, Josh. We appreciate it right, from you. Hold on. Hello? Hey, you still there? Yeah. Go I'm ahead. sorry. I wanted to plug a website that I made for Ron Paul supporters. As okay. a, it, it was a satire. It's uh, 7ARP.info, and take a look and have a good laugh. It's Ron Paul's satire? Yeah. All right. It, thanks. It, it's, yeah. Thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Mark, you're a Ron, Ron Paul fan. You should probably go and take a look at that and see what that's all. Says about. beware. Ron Paul's candidacy may be the biggest threat to America's status quo yet. Oh, I've seen that site. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of kind of funny, kind of cute. All right, let's go to Mike in Green Bay. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Uh, I'm listening to the show and I'm thinking uh, Mark really needs to take a shirt off. Thanks for the call. 1-800-259-9231. Now, I'm Mark so might, glad I sit back here. Mark's pretty responsive to uh, consumer demand and everything, but I I think he's a little more responsive to the greenbacks. So maybe if you contact him via email 
and offer him, oh, I don't know, Mark. I mean, you've got a price, obviously. I don't know what the price is. Maybe a couple hundred uh, to take your shirt off on the webcam. Uh, a couple hundred people that sign up for the uh, Free State Project, perhaps we could put something Yeah, but there's together. no way to verify that. Yeah. I'm talking a couple hundred greenbacks, you know, like a couple hundred dollars. That would make it happen, right? I don't know that it's, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know that I care that much about a couple hundred dollars. I'll take my shirt you know, off I think a couple hundred dollars, dollars is great, but... but uh, you know, I wouldn't sell it for that. I don't care if somebody sees me with my shirt off, but I'm not going to sell the uh, um, you know, shirt-taking off for 200 bucks. But 200 people that sign up for the Free State Project, I would do it for that. Julia better be careful with what she says. Did you hear what she said? Yeah, she said she would take it off, but I don't think she would take it. Um, you know, that might be for um, an individual that wouldn't be uh, in a room. Not for the uh, That wouldn't be for a, for, Depends for a camera. Depends on how much money you offered me. Yeah, well, everything uh, is for sale. That is true. E- everybody has a price. 1-800-259-9231. All right, so let's see. We were going to talk about the New York thing, but I think we should hold off on that. And instead, Mark, you had a story about incest, of all things. What's that all about? Um, a Toledo mom declared fit for trial on incest charge. Okay. Uh, this is from the ToledoBlade.com. A Toledo mother charged with having a sexual relationship with her adult son is competent to stand trial, a Lucas County common pleas judge has ruled. Hmm. Mm. It's not a good thing. Terry Walker. What's not a good thing? Uh, well, the, the picture of her, for one. <laughs> very, very bad. Terry Walker, 54, of... Uh, Apparently, East Manhattan Boulevard is charged with uh, sexual battery and faces up to five years in prison if convicted. Toledo police said that she had engaged in a long-term sexual relationship with her son, Kevin Ware, 28. 28, okay. Mr. Ware is also in jail and faces rape charges for having sexual contact with a seven-year-old in essentially an unrelated case. Oh. Uh, Judge Ruth... Quite a family. Uh, the apple's not falling far from trees and all. Guess not. Apparently, the, the uh, Mr. Ware did not get charged for having sex with his mom, but his mom did get charged for having sex with him. Isn't that weird? Does it not work the other way around? Apparently, it's only illegal for a parent to have sex with their child, I don't not believe for a child that. to have sex with their parent. That can't be the case. If they're both adults, I could see that if the... the That's the, the, probably the way the charge was written, the, the, the huh. crime was written. That's amazing. Judge Ruth Ann Franks referred to a June 21st psychological report um, when making her decision yesterday. The court does note, I, I normally wouldn't read a whole article like this, but it's just full of such interesting little facts. Okay, okay. Um, the court does note that the defendant is able to understand the nature of the proceedings and charges. The judge said the issue of competency has no merit. Does this, does this article go into how this was discovered? Because if it was a consensual relationship, then how did the cops get wind? Well, he didn't bring charges. You must be precognition because that's the next paragraph. Oh. The case against Ms. Walker began when Toledo police investigated a statement by a young girl who alleged Mr. Ware had had sex with her. She had told her mother seven year old and babysitter about, yes, that's true, about the allegations and authorities were notified. The girl gave Lucas County Children's Services and police a detailed description of the assaults, saying Mr. Ware showed her explicit photos. She also told them he had sex with his mother while she was present, the little girl. So not only did these two think it was a good idea to have sex with each other, mother and child, but apparently they thought it was a a good idea to do it in front of a seven-year-old that he was molesting. Now, that's... uh, Now, look. (laughs) And they're competent to stand trial. It's just wrong. I mean, rape, terrible thing. Um, You know, molesting children, awful. But if he wants to have sex with his mom, you know, it's weird as hell, but it's a totally consensual thing. Why are we putting people in jail for that? 
Um, Why should his mother be going to jail? She didn't molest the seven-year-old. Well, she didn't. Uh, she she. As far as I'm concerned, she's complicit in the molesting of the seven-year-old. Because, well, I mean, you know, probably. She consented for the seven-year-old to be there. To be present. But that's, that's not why she's going to jail. All enough. I don't she's really going to care. Jail for having sex with I understand son. what you're saying. I think that incest, as weird as it is, as disgusting as it is, um, shouldn't be something that we're spending any kind of our tax-paying dollars to try to prevent. Because how in the world do you? You can't. And I can't imagine that rates of incest are really that high. I think most people probably think it's pretty weird and gross. Probably right, but they, I mean, I again, can understand you know? people's concern because the idea of these two people breeding any farther than they have is <laughs> frightening. I mean, it is frightening. And I, they don't show a picture of uh, of Mr. Ware, but his toad of a mother is, <laughs> is, is a sight to behold. I, I gotta say, this is one of the most disturbing things I've read all year. No. It, it is disturbing, but I mean, where do you draw the line? Because, like you're saying, it's frightening to have those people breeding, but then should we tell stupid people cannot breed? Ugly people cannot oh, he's breed? he's not saying he's gonna draw a line. I know you're not saying it, but some people are probably thinking that. Yeah. That there should that should not be allowed. I'm sure some people are thinking that, but obviously, uh, what are you going to do to stop it, right. right? I mean, you can't. People are going to go, and they're going to do what they're going to do in regards to sex. And it, as long as it's consensual, I don't see what the issue is. And in this particular case, it was. Presumably, in most cases, they are. Of course, it probably... I mean, who knows how long that was going on for? Does it suggest that? It says it was a long-term relationship. Um, in separate <laughs> interviews with investigators, Ms. Walker and her son confirmed the relationship, saying it began a few years ago. Mr. Ware was uh, considered a victim in that case, authorities said. Sexual battery charged him from the violation of Ohio's incest laws, which prohibits sexual relationship between a parent and a child. 1-800-259-9231. Should incest, as disturbing as and sick and weird as it is... Should it be against the law? 1-800-259-9231. Why is it any of your business anyway? What goes on behind someone's closed doors? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever you want. Toll free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com. All the features on our site. We give them away. Though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by going and voting for us at vote.freetalklive.com. You can only do it once per month. And Mark, are we still in the first place position? Can you check that for me? Because last did. time I looked. I, I did before the show started. We were uh, three we were. votes up. Wow, that is amazing. It's, it's amazing. Been... We don't we barely even push it anymore. It... We still just stay steadily a few steps ahead of the competition. In this it case, has been close. It's the Potter Kid. Um, you know, coming oh, on our heels there. Oh, isn't a new book coming out soon? There's too. a new movie coming out within yep. a couple weeks. So I'm I'm shocked that we're still able to maintain he's, first he's, place. He's on our heels, but chasing we... us down with a sexually ambiguous wand. Now, <laughs> what do you mean sexually amb? What does that mean? Ambiguous. No, no. How is a wand sexually ambiguous? Well, actually, it's the Potter kid that's sexually ambiguous. You think so? He kissed a girl in the last movie? I, I don't watch the movies. Oh, I've okay. read the books. I've read the books and seen the movies. The movies are pretty darn good. Yeah, they are, they? are I've got to say. Uh, they're very, very well, well done. I've got to say, that I like the books. I've read it. I think everything but the first one. I think that um, I think that the people that are are reading the books are liking the movies, or else yeah. you know people wouldn't be going to uh, see them and uh, they wouldn't be making sequels. So I think as a fan of the books, you probably would like the movies. 
Hmm. So you should probably take a look. Nah. Anyway. I don't get out to see very many movies. You can go and vote for Free Talk Live at vote.freetalklive.com. It'll take you less than a minute, and you can do it here even in these remaining days in the month. And if, you, if you've not yet done it, we could use your help. So that's vote.freetalklive.com. I know we were supposed to go to a movie the other day. and uh, Right. I wanted to ask about um, how was... Live free or die hard. Yes, die hard. Thirty-seven. What was it? Die hard four point oh. As uh-huh. they, uh, they 4. call it. Four That's clever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> it was, it, it, what, what is that? Uh, the square root of uh, Bruce Willis's age? <laughs> I don't know. Bruce is getting kind of old though. Yeah. Late fifties, well, early sixties, something. Good like lord. That. But man, he still got it. You know, he still. Uh, was good. He did a good job as uh, John McClane. How McClain. many stars? Uh, out of five? Yeah. Three and a half, four stars, maybe something like that. Did you it, walk it, out? Well, how did you walk out? What I walked was your out feeling? feeling good. I felt good about it. I I felt like the uh, the print was kind of washed out. I didn't know if it was supposed print? to look that way. Yeah, the actual film print. It looked kind of um, washy in the beginning. I don't know if it was a mistake or if that was the filmmaker's intentions, but the action was good. It was a good summer blockbuster. If mm-hmm. you're looking for a good, you know, shoot 'em up, things go boom movie, um, they did a pretty good job with that. And, of course, it's Die Hard, so there's always terrorists to be killing and stuff like that. And, and there was a female terrorist in this one, which is kind of cool, um, which they had one of those in the last movie, too. And i got to say that Die Hard 1, the best of the four. Die Hard 3 is my second favorite. Die Hard 4, number three, and then Die Hard 2 is uh, the worst of the batch. But uh, I thought it was—I thought it was good. It was worth—I think it was worth seeing, though. I'm expecting a lot more from Transformers. That's uh, what I was just going to say. Yeah, we're going to be seeing that next week on opening day, I think. So I'm excited about that. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. All right. So nobody wanted to call in to tell us they uh, what their thoughts were on this whole incest story, but nonetheless, I have another consent, sexual consent-related story. This one involves uh, underage young people. From ABC News, an HIV-infected physician who admitted to sexually abusing children was tracked down with the help of a boy who nearly fell prey to the doctor's advances. The physician, Dr. Adam Lebowitz, a former emergency room doctor at Emory University's Grady Memorial Hospital in Atlanta, pleaded guilty in federal court to sexually abusing two boys. Lebowitz sickens me. I'm glad I turned him in, said the boy after, uh, or apparently he told the ABC News affiliate in the area. Lebowitz... The perv admitted to enticing boys on the Internet and filming his sexual abuse of the boys on two occasions. He then sent the images over the Internet. His abuses could extend beyond the two boys he victimized. According to law enforcement officials, investigators recovered a logbook from his residence with about 100 names and screen names of children, which they say he had victimized or had intended to sexually abuse. Now... I think they're sort of throwing around some words here. Now, this is also a disturbing story. The guy's HIV infected, and he's having sex, presumably, with boys. So, inevitably, he's putting them at some serious risk of uh, of getting HIV. But they're using the term abuse. And if it's a consensual activity, as it sounds like it was, is that really fair? Is it really fair to call that abuse? I mean, come on. You're 15 years old and you don't know what's going on? Are you trying to tell me that you can be 15 years old and not know what's happening by the time his pants are coming off? I mean, if he's if he forced them into it, then wouldn't that be called rape? Wouldn't, wouldn't they be using the term rape if there was force involved? But apparently there wasn't because the word rape doesn't appear in this article. It's just he abused them and he victimized them. So because they went along with this guy, went over to his house and got together with him and performed some sort of sexual deviancy with him, 
That means that they were victimized? What did they think was going to happen when they went over to his house? Yeah, this creepy guy. I mean, what do you, yeah, what do you expect? Do you think you're just going to play video games with him? <laughs> Why? I, I mean, I don't know. Why would a 15-year-old boy go over to a house like that? I've never really understood. Stood that. I, I don't know. It well, seems strange. He probably gave them, you know, maybe some money or enticements, something like that. Enticements yeah. uh, in, in the form of money or something like that. A uh, free video game system. Come on over and I'll give you some free stuff or whatever. But they, but they know what they're getting into. They know what they're doing. And it's not like when his pants come, come down, um, they're trapped there or anything like that. If they were trapped, it would be a rape charge. But this isn't a rape case. So that means that after the doctor took his pants off and did whatever it was that he did to him, uh, and, and I mean they were willing participants in this. I can't say I, I, I don't feel at all bad for this doctor. Um, at the same time, it the arbitrariness of of the ages of consent bothers me. Uh, for instance, in Canada, it's legal to uh, it's legal for a fifty year old guy to have sex with a. 14, is it? 14 yes, that's the age of consent in Canada. That's the age of consent. I mean, you're able to consent to sex at 14. It may be different for homosexual sex. That may um, Same-sex encounters may be a little higher. That tends to be how the laws work. It's like if it's 16 in some states, it may be 18 to mm-hmm. engage in. For some reason, you can't decide to have homosexual sex, but you can. It's weird. Um, but anyway, Leibowitz pleaded guilty to child exploitation, producing child pornography, and enticement. He was suspended from his work after his 2006 arrest. According to court documents, he began his abuse of his first victim back in 2003 after communicating with a boy who lived in Massachusetts. This guy lived in Atlanta, by the way, so that's quite a distance. Once the boy turned 16, Lebowitz enticed him and then filmed himself sexually abusing his victim. Lebowitz did this again with another victim who had lived in Georgia in 2006. He met the boys on the social networking site MySpace.com. According to numerous law enforcement officials, Libowitz allegedly emailed numerous images of himself abusing the boys to multiple people, was arrested after he began communicating with the third boy in Georgia. That boy notified his parents and authorities of his interaction with Libowitz. I would be very curious to see what exactly the emails were like. What, what did he do to entice these young lads? I mean, what? how does that work, anyway? I mean, you, you know the story when it comes to, like, the sickos and the little kids in the park, right? They've right. done studies on that, and we know how that one works. It's usually the, the deal with, hey, uh, hey, little girl, can you help me find my puppy? Yeah, the, or, no, the, it's not help me find my puppy. It's, uh, no, it is help me find yeah, my puppy. It's usually a puppy. Hop in the back of my van. That's usually how that works. But it doesn't work that way with 15- and 16-year-old boys. So what is it that you do with, the, with teenage boys? Well, you boys? offer them the things that they want, which is um, uh, it's alcohol, it's yeah. marijuana, it's video games. Money. It's uh, money. Uh, those, those would likely be the things that they want. Well, they um, certainly don't want attention like teenage girls do quite as much. I'm sure there's, there's some factor there well, to attention, but... They're, um, he's probably getting uh, going on MySpace and finding gay teenage boys. Uh, it sounds to me, I, it just it seems likely. So um, you know, there's going to be that sort of interaction going on. I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to know. I'd, I'm just curious. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I don't. I mean, the guy is obviously a dangerous dude. He's got he's infected with HIV, which is really bad news. But is it really? I mean, are kids really, young people really not able to consent? Do they re- are they really that clueless? I don't think so.
In fact, this, again, goes back to what we were discussing a week ago, last Friday, talking about how teenagers are mentally capable of making the same decisions as adults. Uh, the studies show it. They they have the same sort of cognitive response, the same sort of cognitive abilities. But and they have the ability, but they generally aren't because society doesn't let them. That may be the they, case. They, don't, they haven't exercised those abilities, and I think that, that that does speak to it to some extent. You know, I, I've, I've got to say that if I'm... If if I was in a uh, classroom, if I was a, uh, a high school teacher, I could manipulate some young girls. I, I know what could happen. Okay. So um, I, I'm just saying that I know that other people can do these things. But now, Julia, you were a young girl at one time. Would you have been completely oblivious to what was going on there? I mean, aren't you also, in t- to some ex- some extent, uh, part of that whole situation? No, I would. Yeah, I would not have been oblivious to it at all. So you would have absolutely had every idea as to what was going on if uh, your teacher was trying to manipulate you. Yes. Yep. So there you go. I mean, I don't know what to say to that. So anyway, more on the way. You can take control. 800-259-9231. You think it's manipulation. They may just be looking for a little bit of attention and know exactly what they're getting. Your thoughts? This is Free Talk Live. Hour 3 is coming up. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. And it is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are for free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. We're going to talk about photography and the upcoming, apparently, ban on photography in New York City. But first, to the phones and to Jamie Tojuso in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live, Jamie. Jamie Tojuso. Jamie going once. Maybe this is James. I'm sorry, maybe I've got the wrong name. James in Kentucky. Okay, well, he's gone. Maybe we'll try him back in a little while. That's a bummer. Uh, I've him, always really wanted to talk to Jamie Tojuson. He is entertaining. Put him back on hold, and we'll check back with him. How about that? In the meantime, uh, to, I believe, the New York Times, Julia, where apparently there's some pretty outrageous new laws to, uh, about to surface in New York City. Mm-hmm. Some tourists, amateur photographers, even would-be filmmakers hoping to make it big on YouTube, could soon be forced to obtain a city permit and $1 million in liability insurance before taking pictures or filming on city property, including sidewalks. Why would you need a million-dollar liability insurance policy for taking pictures? It doesn't say. In case your say. tripod tips over and causes a car accident? New rules. In case someone sues? I, I would assume this is about privacy. So No, it's about government property, as I understand it. Which, where can you go where there isn't government property? In New the York roads, City. Yeah, right. The roads are owned by the government. New rules being considered by the Mayor's Office of Film, Theater, and Broadcasting would require any group of two or more people who want to use a camera in a single public location for more than half an hour to get a city permit and insurance. The same requirements would mm. would apply to any group of five or more people who plan to use a tripod in a public location for more than ten minutes, including the time it takes to set up the equipment. Wow. I, you know, um, this doesn't affect a whole bunch of people. But the people it affects, it really affects. There's a lot of people. One million dollars. There's a lot of people out there that do, um, you know, street performances. 
you know, they they well, now this may they affect fancy a lot themselves of uh, professional photographers, all kinds of people that this is going to affect. Now this could affect anybody. The ACLU, according to uh, according to Infowars, has pointed out that there's no distinction in the wording of the rules that excludes non-professionals, and it would be down to the discretion of the police as to who to enforce the rules sure. upon. So really, it's just a matter of do they like you or not. Well, it does say if you're going to use a um, camera for 30 minutes or more. But what the, they do, and they're really good at doing this, is they make the laws so vague that, if, like Ian says, if they don't like you, they can just throw the book at you. The assistant commissioner of the film office said the rules were not intended to apply to families on vacation or amateur filmmakers or photographers. Nevertheless, the New York City's Liber- Liberties Union says the proposed rules, as strictly interpreted, as strictly interpreted, could have that effect. This group also warns that the rules set the stage for selective and perhaps discriminatory enforcement by police. You better believe it. If you look respectable, they'll probably leave you alone. I've never seen enforcement by the police that isn't selective and discriminatory. Yeah. These rules will apply to a huge range of casual photography and filming, including tourists taking snapshots and people making short videos for YouTube, said Christopher Dunn, the group's associate legal director. And if you think about this, New York is a humongous tourist attraction. People love to go to New York City. Yeah, I don't know they why. love to take pictures of the same old buildings that have been photographed a million times. Right. You could find a picture of the Internet. That's probably of better quality. Yeah. Mr. Dunn suggested that the city deliberately kept the... Keep, kept the language vague and that, as a result, police would have broad discretion in enforcing the rules. In a letter sent to the film office this week, Mr. Dunn said the proposed rules would potentially apply to tourists in places like Times Square, Rockefeller Center, or Ground Zero, where people routinely congregate for more than half an hour and photograph or film. Mm. The rule could also apply to people waiting in line to enter the Empire State Building or other tourist attractions. The rules define a single site as any area within 100 feet of where the filming begins. Under the rules, the two or more people would not actually have to be filming, but could simply be holding an ordinary camera or talking to each other. Wow, so as long as a cop sees you with a camera, and you still have that camera, what, was it uh, 10 minutes? No, excuse me, 30 minutes later, then they can arrest you. Right. If you don't have a permit. Correct. You don't have to be using the camera? No, just no. holding it. <laughs> just holding it and being within 100 feet of some sort of tourist attraction, which New York City is full of tourist attractions. The rules are intended to set standards for professional filmmakers and f- photographers, said Miss Miss Cho, assistant commissioner of the film office. But the language of the draft makes no such distinction. So this is my problem with this, is the rules are always intended for something great, right? But well, I don't it know doesn't if this is great at all. Well, I agree. It's not great. But they always oppression. make excuses for yeah. what the rules are supposed to be about. But it, it never works that way. Sure. They're always interpreted much more strictly than they were originally written. And inevitably, government will tighten down. Even if, even if it is interpreted loosely in the beginning, they'll, that'll change over time. And well, what does it cost to get this permit anyway? And how long does it take? That's what I'm curious about. So if you want to go on vacation with your family, you have to contact the permit office in New York City months in advance and get a permit. That's if you're planning on, I guess, milling about taking photos or holding a camera in your hand, yeah. I just won't go to New York City. I'll go to Toronto instead. Although you need a passport now to get to Toronto. (laughs) Yeah, you will next year, that's for sure. Uh, You know, Mark, when we were in New York City, we were driving over a bridge, and there was a sign on the side of the bridge that said, there's no photography allowed. Can't take a picture of the bridge. Right, so this is just, again, this is yet another 
uh, crackdown. This is yet another e- escalation of the level of, r- of r- repression and oppression going on in New York City. They already had rules wonder, against photographing certain things. Now they're expanding point, it. Businesses, I mean, I'm sure some have already left and, and said this is it for us. But at some point, the communism is just going to be so stifling. This, uh, you know, the 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 level of a government intrusion in New York City is going to be so so stifling for the employees and the uh, people that own the companies. They're just going to say, you know, we're going to start looking for someplace new to to have the headquarters. Yeah, I I wouldn't blame them at all. In fact, um, to the uh, InfoWars article, given that camera crews are routinely threatened with arrest for filming peaceful demonstrations and the fact that cops have been caught stealing protesters' cameras in the past, the new ruling does not bode well for photographers and independent reporters. Just think about this. You know how often cops lie. We talk about we talk about cops lying almost every single week here on this show. Just bad cops doing terrible things they're not supposed to do. Now, with these rules in place, they say that it's illegal for you to be in an area and be filming or taking pictures or even holding a camera for 30 minutes in, of time in that area. But how are you going to prove... Like, let's say a cop comes up and he doesn't like the way you look, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what it is, right? They, uh, for whatever reason, they don't like you and they don't want you taking pictures. I don't know and if it's necessarily about color or what it's about, but if for whatever reason they've decided they don't like what you're doing or what you look like or something. There's something you don't, they don't like about you. Right. So let's say a cop comes up to you on the streets of New York City. You've been maybe standing in a line somewhere for five minutes and you've got a camera in your hand. And the cop comes up and says... I'll be needing that now. Thanks very much. Do you have a permit? And you say, what? Well, of course, you didn't know. Who the hell would know about this? Families visiting New York City are not going to know Mm -hmm. about this. Uh, And many journalists aren't going to get wind of it. But nonetheless, let's say the cop says, where's your permit? Of course, you don't have the permit. So he says, well, I'm going to have to seize that camera. Well, you can't withhold the camera from the cop. He's got a gun on his hip. So he's going to take your camera from you. Even though you've only been standing there for five minutes, you're going to say, you could say, even if you knew about the law, you could say, officer, I've only been here five minutes. I've got 25 more minutes that I can stand here before you can arrest me. And he'll say, oh, yeah? I'm going to need that camera right now. And then what are you going to do? All your evidence, if you had been recording for just five minutes, is on the tape that he just confiscated from you. Um, and it's, again, your word versus his. So they can, they can totally do whatever they want to do. And totally, they could just say, you were here for 30 minutes because we said so. You know, if maybe they, they like to. the camera. You know, who knows? I mean, we've seen evidence that uh, the cops in New Orleans were uh, stealing stuff during the uh, Katrina disaster. Yep. So you're saying cops don't steal? You better believe they're just normal people, and some of them are going to take advantage of situations when they see the opportunity. Are you saying that the the enforcement isn't arbitrary of this? What if Mayor Bloomberg was out taking a picture? I think Mayor Bloomberg could stand on the corner of any corner in New York City and use a camera for the from for the next week. And the cops wouldn't say anything to him. Why? Because it's about favoritism. I bet you an off-duty cop would be able to as well. Just flash his badge and they'd walk away from him. And so they could just literally take whatever cameras they want to take. In fact, you know what they could do? They could just take your camera and not even fill out the paperwork. That wouldn't be too hard either, right? They what don't do, have to get to do about it. Don't give them the badge number. Don't uh, fill out any paperwork. Just say, you're in violation. I'll be needing that camera now if you don't have a permit. I'm going to let you off with a warning and confiscate your camera. You can come down to the station and try to get it back. But then again, there was no paperwork filled out. So no one's going to believe you when you claim the cops stole your camera. Anyway, the door's wide open for this crap in New York City now. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. The 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you, that's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away, bulletin board system included. There are almost 250,000 posts there for you to surf around through. Over 1,500 people interacting. Lots to talk about. Serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And pop quiz. What do Washington politics and libertarianism have in common? The answer? Very little. But the Prometheus Institute, readpi.com, is looking to change that by implementing practical and innovative solutions to today's most pressing policy issues. Visit readpi.com today. That's readpi.com. Just a few more thoughts on this developing situation in New York City. You had read an article from the New York Times, and I just pulled it up during the break because I wanted to find out if this, these new regulations that they were talking about that are going to severely restrict the amount of photography, both still photo and videography, that can go on in the city. It's pretty chilling, pretty scary, um, basically saying that if you've got a camera in your hand for more than 30 minutes at a time in a 100, was it 100 feet from any tourist attraction. Was it just tourist attraction? No, I believe it is any area of where filming begins. The rule defines a single site as any area within 100 feet of where filming begins, and you cannot use a camera in a single public location. So it, it does not appear to be uh, anything having to do with tourist attractions. It says here that it's you cannot take pictures or film on city property, including sidewalks. So as long as you're on city property... Which is everywhere, especially in New right. York City. You cannot film in New York City without a permit and $1 million in liability insurance. Now then, I thought to myself, okay, wait a minute. Maybe the, uh, Now, it says that the title of this story is City May Seek Permanent Insurance. So that tells me, okay, they haven't actually passed these regulations yet. They're considering them. But what I found most interesting was that the new rules are being considered by the Mayor's Office of Film, Theater, and Broadcasting. So there's no city council deciding these new rules. It's an existing bureaucracy that's essentially creating its own legislation. It's, it's the old story, Mark, of you create a bureaucracy, and then the bureaucracy gets to write law for itself. Essentially, it makes its own rules and decides what the, those rules are, the people that have to follow. And then essentially the bureaucracy is writing the law, interpreting the law, and the legislators that originally came up with it aren't. Yes, this is very amusing. It says here the film office held a public hearing on the proposed rules yesterday, but no one attended. Hmm. Do you really think that photographers just don't care enough about their own business to not attend the uh, the proposed ruling, or maybe they maybe they just understand that the city's going to do whatever the hell they want to do, and it doesn't matter if they show up? Or I I I don't know how do how do people find out about this stuff? That's a good question. Maybe they announced the meeting at 5 p.m. and it was supposed to go on at 6 p.m. <laughs> Or, or maybe they, you know, took out a classified in the legal section and uh, you know this teeny little box in the newspaper that's supposed to alert people to this. So uh, the the bureaucrat in charge of the office, Ms. Cho, said the office expected to publish a final version of the rules at the end of July. They would go into effect a month later. They're not wasting any time. So, and by the way, they say that the draft rules say the office could take up to 30 days to issue the permit. They expect it will be issued in 24 hours, but it could it could and, be a month. And the permit's free. For now, it is for free. now. For now, because I, I can just see this happening. You know, well, we're getting so many permits in, and uh, we have to hire more bureaucrats. So, well, we're gonna have to charge a little now, and then people are gonna have to pay. And oh, God, it's 
It's just another way for them to collect money and get in your life and be such a pain. But So the permit is free, but what is, I mean, you get arrested, do you get a fine? What's the fine, or do you just get arrested? Well, they're, for one, they're going to take your camera. Right. Yeah, that one you can pretty much guarantee. I, I don't know. It doesn't say that here. But we can look back to May 2005 when Rakesh Sharma, an Indian documentary filmmaker, was using a handheld video camera in midtown Manhattan when he was detained for several hours and questioned by police. During his detention, Mr. Sharma, who happened to be of a uh, non-white shade, uh, was told that he was required to have a permit to film on city property. According to a lawsuit, didn't, uh, didn't they teach you in school that city property was communal? Community property, and we all have a right to use it. Doesn't it, it? It sort of has that feel to it. I mean, well, I'm a taxpayer. I've paid for this park mm-hmm. building, you know, this government building, this uh, municipal uh, bridge, this whatever. I should have a right to use it. Well, no, you need a permit. Yeah, not thing. so, says the government. You must beg for permission. According to a lawsuit, Mr. Sharma sought information about how permits were granted. So, as a documentary filmmaker, he said to himself, all right, I'm in New York City. There's probably some damn rules I'm going to have to follow. So he looked into it. Hmm. He took the time in advance to try to discover if there was a permitting process. This was back in 2005. So he wanted to find out how they were granted and who was required to have one, but found out that there were no written guidelines. Nonetheless, the film office told him he was required to have a permit, but when he applied for the permit, the office refused to grant him one and would not give him a written explanation of its refusal. Incredible. As part of a settlement reached in April, the film office agreed to establish written rules for issuing permits. Mr. Sharma could not be reached for comment yesterday. So, there you go. (laughs) I mean, hello? Can anybody still look at the... Anybody living in New York City look at themselves in a mirror and convince themselves, tell themselves they're living in a free country? Really? Really? 1-800-259-9231. Neil in California. To the phones, to the fun. You're on Free Talk Live. Neil, what's on your mind? How's it going, guys? Great. What's on your mind? Yeah, I just uh, I just wanted to highlight a few points. I mean, uh, this 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 uh, essentially a ban uh, in a roundabout way. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it applies to city property. Um, You know, people have always been under the delusion that the that the city property is public property owned by everyone. But uh, they just fail to mention that it's nonsense. It's the state that owns it. They, you know, the state that's in power that owns it. Uh, yep. we, the, the people there really have no say in, 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 uh, with regard to what they can and cannot do on that property. Uh, secondly, I just wanted to say an excellent solution to the problem would be that uh, would be having the sidewalks and the streets privately owned. Yes, that would be an excellent solution, but in New York City, not a very likely one anytime soon. Anytime soon, yes. But yes, I mean, in anywhere else that wants to go private with their roads and sidewalks, I think that's a great idea. It'd be a great way to keep the cops out of your neighborhoods and that sort of thing. It'd be wonderful. Yep, just uh, just wanted to throw that one out there Thanks, for you. Neil. Appreciate what about it. cell phone cameras? If it's a camera and you have it in your hand for uh, more than 30 minutes, you can be subject to uh, to arrest and prosecution in New York City. So, there you go. 800-259-9231. Let's go to... It is Justin in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Justin? Hi, nice to meet you guys. Uh, we haven't first met time yet. listening. Uh, well, yeah. First time listening. And, 
you really run the gamut of uh, government intrusion issues. I appreciate that. Well, there's no shortage of government intrusion issues to cover, <laughs> that's for sure. What's on your mind? Uh, well, first, going back, I have one quick question about the uh, the doctor who who was uh, molesting the... We're not necessarily molesting the children, but I had Yeah, because molestation is a term that implies that the, the uh, sexual advances were unwanted. Uh, it Correct. seems to me they're using the term abuse, but they're not using the term rape. And you're talking about this HIV-infected emergency room doctor who was luring 15-year-old boys to his apartment or house or whatever and then having his way with them, apparently. But again, it wasn't coerced or forced. Yeah. Otherwise, he'd be charged with rape. Oh, we'll bring it back. You can ask your question at that point. Hang on. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com, all the features on our site. We give them away, and those features include the wiki, over 1,350 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about, wiki.freetalklive.com. And did you know that 9 out of 10 lawsuits in the world are filed right here in the United States? Any number of lawsuits, court orders, or greedy bureaucrats could leave you and your family penniless. At keepyourassets.net, they're experts in sheltering your wealth. You'll see that keepyourassets.net can help you be protected against those that wish to take your assets. That's keepyourassets.net. As we return to Justin in Texas, Justin listening apparently for the very first time, so congratulations on that. And yet a question in regards to uh, a story we were covering earlier in the show about a perverted emergency room doctor who managed to seduce apparently some young boys, I, when I say young I simply mean 15, uh, to his house and then uh, had his way with them apparently, even though it apparently was not a rape case. It seems like the boys knew exactly what they were getting into, but none Unless he was brought up on charges of uh, child abuse and child pornography. So what was your issue? Okay, so uh, let's take the age out of the equation for a minute. And if the doctor knowingly had HIV, couldn't that be considered uh, victimizing or even abusive behavior? I would consider that attempted murder, actually. I mean, I would be surprised. I'm surprised they didn't charge him with attempted murder because if you've got HIV and you're engaging in, I mean, they didn't go into the explicit sex acts that he performed with these boys, but I mean, let's presume that there was some sort of uh, transmittable sex act going on. Then that wouldn't that be like attempted murder in that case? Right. I the article, oh, sorry, the, the article alludes to the idea that the uh, the age difference was the victimizing or the or the abuse. And not that I'm uh, condoning that at all, but uh, I think the real issue of victimizing and abuse should have been uh, labeled with the HIV. Uh. I agree. Good point. Well, it's. I feel like it's your responsibility to make sure that you're sleeping with clean people. Yeah, but True, if you but know you have HIV... And, I mean, if you don't know it, then that's one thing. But if you know you have HIV, if you've been diagnosed with it, then at that point you are putting someone's life in danger knowingly. That's premeditated murder, in my opinion. Mark, as the, resident, liable for not- as the resident convict, uh, what do you have to say to that? Uh, that's absolutely, uh, it is, in fact, attempted murder. Yeah. Be careful who you have sex with. Well, that's, that's much as well, the case, for sure. Yeah. 
Justin, any other thoughts? Oh uh, yeah, let's go to the uh, the camera issue in New York. Sure. I read about that today. Absolutely frightening. I think it sets a, a real precedence for uh, I mean, being in New York. It sets a precedence for the entire uh, United States. Well observed. As we've seen over time, when one government comes up with an awful tyrannical idea, it usually inspires other governments to do the same thing. So look for it yeah. soon in Miami and L.A. and everywhere else. Well, yeah, combine that with uh, the new government regulations and uh, on the public access channels. And what are those? I, well, I don't. I've been seeing it on a, my local uh, channel here in Houston, but I know they they are cutting funding and. Uh, and uh, reducing the fees of, of what it would cost to, you know, to hold those stations in the cities. Well, and it just seems to me that uh, they want to funnel your you know, your thoughts and ideas to, uh, you know, the regular uh, cable news networks like CNN and Fox News. So wait a minute, you're saying that uh, the the local government in Houston is cutting the funding of the public access channel, and you're saying that that is some sort of conspiracy? Well, I mean. I'm saying when you look at that in combination with the other ways that they're, uh, you know, you have senators right now talking about uh, that talk radio is a. Uh, yeah, they are throwing around the old fairness doctrine uh, idea as if they're trying to bring that back. I don't know if that's going to come to fruition or not. But in regards to the public access channel, um, you might just want to talk to your city commissioners about that one because public access channels aren't federally regulated, as I understand it. They're, uh, they're sort of individually decided based on the locality and the rules that they want to set. So that, okay. would be a, the, that would be a local Houston issue. And then again, you know, then with public access, you come into an interesting situation, right? Because as a libertarian, uh, I I am naturally opposed to coercive force, and I'm opposed to taxation, and so therefore I'm opposed to this sort of uh, – basically what they do here is they, they add in a percentage to the cable bill, and they take that percentage, and it goes to the public access station. Well, everybody who has right. cable has to pay that tax whether they like it or not. Obviously, they don't have to have cable, so they could avoid the tax in that way, but it's still coercion. It's indirect, an indirect tax. Yeah, it's still coercion, and I have to be against it, but at the same time, I also see – you know. That public access channel is being a viable opportunity to get the pro freedom message out, and it would seem I would seem to be remiss to just let it sit there and, and not utilize it. So that's kind of a bit of a libertarian quandary, I think, for some people. Some people could say, well, you're not principled because you're utilizing the public access channel. Well, you know what? I pay $5,000 a year in property taxes. Damn, if I can you know, get some access to some video equipment for that 5000 bucks, why shouldn't I? Why should I just let that money sit out there? Right. They took it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Hey, thanks for the call, Justin. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Call us again sometime. Um, and so, do you see that quandary, Mark? Some people could hold us to the fire on that one. Yeah, I, they, they could. But look at all the good things we're doing. You have to, you have to work within the system that exists. You know, and is that utilitarian? It, it, it like is, we're doing good things with the public access channel, even though it is stolen money? I, you know, the only way you can um, you know, make liberty work uh, in today's society is utilitarian. Sorry, it's some variety of utilitarian or right. another. We have to spread these ideas, and the fact is that channel... You have to leave your house. That channel's going to... What are you, what are you well, talking I mean, about? It, it, don't you think it's, um, it, don't you think it's uh, somewhat of a um, compromising of libertarian to principles use the roads. To, to walk down the road? I see what, you, I see what you're saying. Um, yes, you're right. You, you do have to do certain things in order to live, obviously, and uh, in order to get this message out effectively, if you've got a public access channel in our, in our area... In, in, pl in plenty of places, I'm sure there isn't a very large audience, but in where we live, the public access channel is huge. 
it's it's unique because it's a smaller area. There's 25,000 people that live in, in Keene, New Hampshire, and so there's not an actual local commercial television station for people to watch. So this is pretty much the only way for any sort of locally produced content to get out there. And so it has a decently sized audience. And so if we don't utilize that tool that's just sitting there, then someone else will. Right. If the liberty-oriented people... they are. <laughs> right. If the liberty-oriented people aren't on there with their own shows, then the socialists are going to get around to getting on there with their own shows. Now, luckily for us, the socialists move a little bit slower than the, the liberty-minded people, um, and we've done a pretty good job of getting pro-liberty programming on there. And I think that's a valuable resource. Use it as long as it's there. I, as a libertarian, eventually would like to spin it off and have it be completely privately funded. I think that'd be pretty cool, right? I don't want to shut it down necessarily, but let's see if we can get it privately funded. That would can be you imagine a, a privately funded television public access station? channel. Yeah. Uh, all right. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to I believe uh, Vince in California. You're on Free Talk Live, Vince. Hey guys, how's it going? Great. What's on your mind? Uh, actually, you guys brought up something interesting right now, uh, and about using uh, publicly funded. Uh, uh, cable stations, or like you were talking about, the guy that bought your house uses used a a loan from the federal government. Yeah, it looks like, like that. that's fallen through, those unfortunately. But yes, your point. Go ahead. Right. Well, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. The the thing that you guys aren't noticing is that it's not that you guys, the people using the public access channel, it's not like you're taking the money. The money's already stolen. The money's stolen. There's nothing wrong with stealing money from thieves. You know what I mean? As long as, I mean, I mean, you're not stealing it, you're just sort of getting back some of it, basically. Well, yeah, okay, I mean, that's, a, that's another way to look at it. But even if it was stealing, I mean, who cares? You know, go ahead and go ahead and do that, too. It's the same thing with the roads. It's not like you're using someone else's money. The money's already been taken and spent on the roads. N- nothing you can do is going to get the money back that was taken. You know, so I, there's, not, there's absolutely nothing wrong with using public, public uh facilities or anything like that in, in terms of being principled libertarian. Fair enough, Vince. I appreciate that. Any other thoughts? Uh, yeah, actually, the reason I called was I wanted to talk about uh, private schools. You guys had a pretty in-depth discussion about the other day, and Mark made an interesting point that was um, people don't understand, they think in the current you know, public school paradigm, they think that private schools have to be like that, and so, of course, it's going to be really expensive, but... The problem is with private schools now, there's so many regulations and restrictions on them, you can't really get any innovation. So if you can expound on that a little bit, hang on. We'll bring you back. 1-800-259-9231. What are some of those regulations that the private schools have to deal with? What are the hoops like that the government puts up for them to jump through? We'll talk to George and Mac and your calls as well. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves. Even in these remaining moments, we might have enough time for your call if you make it now at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll. Free line for you, that's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And on that site, you'll find a lot of features, and you will notice that they're all for free, unlike those other radio talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their sites. Though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by shopping with us at Amazon. Head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Make sure you enter through that link. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com because then once you shop uh, shop in their 41 categories of products and you check out, a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live. Now, it doesn't say that on checkout, so you just have to trust me. If you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, anything you buy, we get a percentage of. As the dollar continues to drop, precious metals rise. Make, make the trend your friend. Make 
Wow, that's sorry. <laughs> Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Spec- Speculator. Go to d2z.org and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. d2z.org. All right, to the phones. Let's go back to, it is Vince in California. You're back on Free Talk Live. Now, Vince, you wanted to cover uh, the, some of the regulations that private schools have to deal with and why some of these regulations are bringing costs up for the students there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like um, you have to have certain facilities. You've got to have, like, all your teachers have to go. I, I live in California, so I don't necessarily know if like in other states, but uh, we have to go. I'm not a private school teacher, but private school teachers have to go through the same uh, BS accreditation process like at a, a college where they learn a bunch of useless information on how not to teach people. You've got to have counselors and psychologists and, and, and nurses and, you know. Probably all, nutritional all stuff. You have to serve certain types of foods and, um, you know, not have peanuts or God knows what. It's probably yeah. the worst in California, too. Yeah. And, I, like, my my vision, like, what I would love to do, I'm an educator myself. I at a tutoring center, and I'm a, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm the way better than any of the teachers at our local high school. Um, people pay a lot of money to work with me, and they, and that's after they work for six hours with these people down at uh, the high school and by. But anyway, gotcha. what, I, what, I would, what I would love to be able to do is open up like a, a, a school, just, like, just a small school, run it out of my house for like five or ten kids, mm. and then have, the kid, like, have some connections with some local businesses and have the kids afterwards go and work some local jobs to pay off their own tuition. You know, you, know, uh, you can't. Yeah, not only can can you not do that, but I mean, like a school would be required to do all the things that a business would be required as far as you have to have let lit exit signs, you have to have a, yep. a bathroom that's uh, available to hand, you know, handicapped right. people, you have to have of ramps course. everywhere. I mean, God knows that's, what that's you would have dream. to do just to run a, a school out of your house. You, you simply could not run a school out of your house. Right, probably because of zoning right. rules that's and all that other way. stuff. And I mean, a hundred years ago, just a hundred years ago, we were educating kids in wooden one-room schoolhouses that had steps, and, and they were better educated. You too. know, yeah. uh, just oh, all kinds learned. of things. They're just there's no way we could educate a kid in, under those circumstances now. My God, no. they might get a sliver in their finger from a wooden <laughs> desk. Exactly. exactly. What a nightmare. It's a tragedy. Well, Vince, the only real solution is to get up to New Hampshire, move as part of the Free State Project, yeah, yeah, and okay. fight for educational <laughs> freedom. Hey, there ain't no, there's no I'm future trying, in. I'm trying. You're Better trying? I'm still trying to convince my wife. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's always the tough part. It is. Yeah. Good luck with that, and let us know how it goes, Vince. Thanks for the call. Appreciate Thanks. it. 800-259-9231. Because educational freedom ain't coming to California anytime soon. Let's go to Montana and talk to Mac, listening on KGEZ. Mac, you're on Free Talk Live. Evening, everybody. Hey there. What's on your mind? Well, it. I just wanted to talk about this law they're trying to, the bureaucrats are trying to shove through in New York, you know. The it's photography just, ban? Yeah, well, you know, uh, you know, they already got free speech zones. Mm-hmm. And uh, now they're going to start making it, you know, where only the accredited uh, uh, reporters will be able to uh, report on anything. And we all know that all they do is uh, get a handout from uh, the National Press Club and, that's all they report on. Every every newspaper in the country runs the same story. Nobody ever investigates Well, anything. even the reporters in this case are having to get permits in New York City if they're going to be shooting oh, for 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah, like Michael Bloomberg's reporters aren't going to have to, or, or they're, they're, Michael Bloomberg's reporters are going to have to run out there and get to, who's going to pass on that? 
Right. You know, I mean, it, 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 of course, his reporters will get them out of out of hand. They'll have somebody who works there, um, you know, that that gets the the permits for them. But it would be the yeah. it'd be that guy that would uh, put it on a website somewhere, do his own personal blog or or something like that. He would be the one that would be without a permit because he, either he didn't know or it's just too much of a pain. It, it takes oh, they have thirty they, days to get back with you. They just refuse it. They just refuse it. See, yeah. all they're doing now. What they're doing is they're doing, they, they do not like the fact that the internet is working and people are getting the news and the real information. There's a true awakening in this country going on. Absolutely. And they don't like it. This country does not like it. Yeah, well, the government yeah. loves to control. They they don't like the idea that information is becoming easier to access, it's free, um, and that really bugs them. And I think that's an interesting um, spin on it. I'm glad you brought that up. Did you have any other thoughts? Well, no, I just think, you know, I mean, when they start taking, you know, when they make us have free speech zones, and then they bring up stuff like this, that means they're going to start control. They want to have control of the media again so that the people will only see one side of things, the government side of things, and you won't get to see the truth anymore. Right now you're getting to see a whole lot of truths out there. You're getting to hear about all a lot of bad things, and it's it's there's an awakening going on, and every turn, every turn, in the government right now is to try to to uh, turn it turn it turn it back around yep. so that they can control things again. You're right. They want their control back. Losing they're, a little they're, bit of control. They are threatened. You're absolutely right, Mac. Great call. Thank you for making it. And just look at what he pointed out about the First Amendment. And he did it so well. I mean. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting. We're okay on the religion thing so far, even though the president, uh, even though the government, federal government, is giving tax dollars to faith-based charities, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, which they've done with the free speech zones, or of the press, which they're now doing with the photography regulations in New York City, or of the right of the people to peaceably assemble. New York City has had assembly permits for a long, long time. That one's been gone forever. And the right to petition the government for a, a redress of grievances. The way the people organization has found out that uh, that's just not a, even in existence anymore. It's It's been decimated. The First Amendment completely torn to shreds. Of course, the Second Amendment's been torn to shreds, too, as, as the Fourth. And uh, we can just go on and you on. Know, if you've got to get a permit to protest... Do you have the right to protest? Of course not. You've got to get a permit to own a gun. If Do they you can have turn the right you down, if you if they can turn you down for that uh, permit for a gun or for a protest or or whatever, then you don't have the right to it. it that, yeah, that's right. That it's a privilege. It's not a right. Right. It's a privilege. They're granting it to you if you ask for a permit. Which means that's you're what a permit is. It's their freaking permission. If I've got a right to own a gun or I've got a right to protest, then you can't give me permission to do it. That's correct. And it's really sad. When when did we when did we just go to sleep on this one? It's been decades. I mean, it's been it's taken a long time. Somebody could argue that you know after the Civil War was really when things started going bad in this country, and it's just been getting progressively worse and worse. It seems to be happening at an increasing clip, or maybe it's just that we're noticing better because information travels faster now. I don't know. Nonetheless, we need to continue with the calls. Let's go to George in Florida on the amplifier line. George, what's on your mind? Hey guys, I got uh, three quick things here. Uh, number one, I don't know if you heard about this uh, this PSA Health story, your your favorite kind of story, Ian. Okay. Uh, <laughs> where this fifty-something-year-old lady had a butter knife and come through, and, and um, because it was serrated, they took it away. But then they were going to charge; they wanted to charge her with, with a five hundred dollar fine, and they were ready to put and they wanted to put her on a terrorist watch list. Wow! For having a butter uh, knife, uh, a serrated butter uh, knife. Uh, 
put a knife. Yeah, and then she got mad and goes, man, what, what is it? What about the constitutional rights? And the spinner was like, you don't have any constitutional rights when you set foot in the airport. Yeah. No joke. Right. What do you say to and, that, you know? Uh, tell me about it. I mean, when one of my supervisors found out, he, he said he should have got fired. I was like, really? <laughs> but, you know. Are you still it, working for those guys? <laughs> hey, huh? I'd, I'd rather have a guy like George on the inside than uh, than, than yeah, have to deal true. with the creeps yeah, you, that you, I've you dealt with there. You pulled something like that, Helen, now. No, of course you, you know? wouldn't. Of course I mean, not. I mean, I want to, uh, like, serrated edge, come on. I, I had my own butt and I'd taken from me like that because it's a serrated edge. Oh, and man. Stuff, but I never, got, I, I never got, you know, that, that kind of treatment. George, we're short I, on so, time. Where are you in Florida? What did you want to tell us about down I'm there? My, oh, I'm in Miami at this um, kind of... So a liber- uh, swinger resorts libertarian because I just because <laughs> I'm at a clothing optional resort. That's <laughs> so you're walking around naked, George? Uh, not at the moment. I'm heading back there. I was just went out to dinner. So you have <laughs> been walking around naked? Yeah, I was figuring, hey, you know, bring Ju- you guys bring your girlfriends down. Come on down. What do you think, Julia? You want to co- come down to a uh, clothing <laughs> you know, optional resort? I've been to Miami and I really don't like it. Oh, really? I'm yeah. sure the resort is very nice. I'm it's sure probably it on Miami Beach. I have been to a nude beach before. Have you really? Yes. Were you naked? Yes. Wow. How old were you? 20 or oh, 19. Okay. All right. George, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate no it. Problem. Enjoy your vacation, okay? 800. Oh, wait, we're done. It's been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. We shall return tomorrow night for the live Saturday edition. Uh, Mark, you and I, we're going out to Freedom Fest here in Keene tomorrow. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Talk to you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.